How you doing, everybody? The Chet Calvick Podcast Network. Prepare to be amazed. Prepare to laugh. Prepare to be offended. Go f*** yourself. But most of all, prepare to be entertained. Chet Calvick. Jeff Vegas. This is Unscripted and In Your Face. All right, uh, boys and girls, get ready. Gather up the uh, women and children. Here we go with uh, the show that uh, seems to be regressing week by week. No, actually, we are progressing week by week. Welcome to uh, Unscripted and In Your Face, uh, joined by my tag team partner, the pride and joy of WIND, the pride and joy of South Pride Brandon, and joy. And pride and joy <laughs> they of hate Pinker, me. Gurkha, <laughs> Cigar. <laughs> hey, believe me, if you were in my neighborhood... I'm out. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. I am Blue Island bound. If do you, you know, in my neighborhood, do you know I got a call from uh, from my good friend Amy Jacobson? What's Amy up to? Oh, here's what I want to tell you. you know, she tell her to gain some weight. Oh yeah, she needs to gain some weight, and she, you know, she does the morning show from five to nine. Here's her brain trust. Okay, so every week I do a blast on my show on Friday. I put you. You even got me because I didn't put you in her last time. You get it. It's for promotion. So she calls me up on Friday and says, "Pinker, you got to do me a favor." I go, what? Sure, anything. She says, can you please take me out of the blast? Because I just have a picture of her and I. I go, exactly. I say, why do you want me to take you out of the blast? I said, why do you want me to take you out of the blast? Well, I only want to be associated with the morning show and not your show. I said, that's great. That's really, i love to know where you came Gee, from. Gee, that's wonderful, Amy. Isn't that nice? Now, I Pinker get- reached out to you? Yeah. That's really wonderful. That's sweet. I mean, I, I could, I couldn't care less who I have on my, I mean, in the, it's only a blast. I just have a picture of her and I. You know, it's like, you say you and I, I have my arm around her, just like cheek to cheek. She says, I only want to be associated with the morning show. I said, oh, awesome. Nope. And I, of course, I go, no problem. That's not a problem whatsoever. I'll be happy to take out 5,000 people that get to see your face every Friday. No biggie. Okay, this is the business that you drag me into, kicking and screaming. Hey, believe me, I did not drag you into this business. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, let's talk about something more fun. Let's talk about your... Well, f- I want to give you kudos, which I never do. Wonderful piece you did on Bobby Hall that you put on Facebook. That oh, thank should, you. That should be everywhere. Your last line of, you know, you should go something to the funeral hall. I, I think my did, last line was... Uh, it was great. If you don't, if you don't dig the, uh, the brand new relationship between Bobby Hall and the Chicago Blackhawks, call up the mortuary, <laughs> pick out the coffin, hop in, and uh, uh, tip the lid, because ya. you got no heart and you got no soul. Well, back, that came about in a very funny way. Well, back up and tell the, to our audience what I'm talking about. Well, the Blackhawks were planning, uh, this would have been back in uh, late November, mm-hmm. they were planning a, a Christmas Day special. Or a day after Christmas special mm-hmm. following one of their games. Yeah, it was on Channel 9. On Channel 9. Mm-hmm. And I was supposed to interview Tom Lysiak or Bernie Nichols, one or the other, but he couldn't get in because of uh, airline problems. It was snowing like uh, like crazy. Okay. So they called me up and they said, "We're you know, would you mind coming down and talking about Bobby? And I said, you know. I, uh, Are you kidding? How soon can I get there? Yes. So I, I got down and I'm sitting with Pat Doll, Steve's kid, and I'm mm-hmm. going, I'm talking about he was... He was to hockey what Hendricks was to improvisation, and you know Pat Dawes going save all the good stuff for you know, right. when you're on the year. Mm-hmm. But that was that was genuinely fun to do. Hey, by the way, I didn't mention that we are we are brought to you by the marvelous people at American Taxi. 
Chicago's numero uno. That my wife, by the way, I'm the happiest man service. in America today because she's going to be back on Wednesday. She took American Taxi to O'Hare, and she's gone. I'm bacheloring it for th- another two days. I'm counting the days. I'm having a great time. No, wait till you find out that she left with uh, uh, Ricardo. It's okay with the, me. Uh, you want her, you got her Toyota. The lawn man. No sweat. She's now living in Buenos Aires. Okay with me. And she wants two, she wants it's two not random a problem. I, no, you think I'm going to chase her? God bless her. Just leave the real estate license on the desk. Man, you should have been. <laughs> you should have been Sunday, Sunday at the United Thanks, Center. Chet. Game Who did you take? Sweep. Not me. I was there with my, uh, my good friend, uh, Vivian Bush. Had okay. a blast. Okay. Had Vivian a wonderful Bush. Time. Yeah, and I was going to game six that we're not going to, and I'm glad we're not going to because they were, they were, they're unbelievable. You know, I, everyone has their own way of de- describing the Hawks. I call it the switch. Now, you know, the first period, eh, you know, was men's and men's. All of a sudden, that switch goes on. It happened in Vancouver a couple of times, and there is no looking back. They tied the game. Dave Boland, in my opinion, Dave Boland. Well, that was is, the instant. That was on. the instant of the most critical play. Dave Boland is an unsung hero. I know Bufflin gets all the credit, as he so deserves, but he's the one that made that beautiful pass from behind the net and to the last overtime victory, you know, in game right. three. And this right. goal that he came around the net and just scored a top shelf. There's a guy that doesn't get kudos. And, and he's, and he's a good hockey player. But there's a guy that's, you know, I wouldn't call him great, but there's a guy who, this is why I think the Hawks will win the Stanley Cup. Yes, you need the Kane and the Tays and the Seabrooks, but you need guys like Dave Boland and Andrew Ladd, the unsung heroes of the team. Those are the guys that always seem to come up big. Dustin Bufflin had a, had a par, just an okay season. It wasn't anything to write home about, but in the playoffs, this is what I'm saying. This is why they're going to win, I think. Well, you know, here's what's interesting. Uh, from, from a betting standpoint, the Blackhawks opened up the playoffs at 12 to 1 to win the Stanley Cup. They're now at two to five. Oh. I mean, they are. I mean, that goes way above and beyond prohibitive. I, and let me ask you this. I mean, that means, for all practical purposes, to equate that with horse racing, you are one horse running against uh, uh, four other ponies with only three legs. What about overconfidence setting in? Do no, you think no. That, that, it, it, no. I'll it, tell you why. Because they're 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 basically too young for overconfidence, in my opinion. And something about uh, about the Sunday game, the closeout with San Jose. Really, San Jose dictated play in the first period. They did outskated the Blackhawks. They Hawks. did. They were digging for the loose pucks. And I thought you controlled know, the blue line. Worst worst nightmare. Worst nightmare. They're going to have to fly back to San Jose for for a game five. And a bigger nightmare. You have but, to take, they're losing there, and you'd have to take me to game six. You get the goal. You get uh, which. <laughs> well, that's that's why you know. After it was all done, I did a couple of novenas and a couple of hail marys <laughs> because I. I I said to Vivian, this is really wonderful. No no danger of having to take Pankus to game six. But after they get the goal, after they get the goal, you know, which had to be reviewed, when when Bolin fights and digs behind the net and gets the puck and fires the wrister and comes up with a tally, you're a two two. At that point, you look over the San Jose bench and you look at body language and it's like I'm dead. my gosh. What you know, else what call call the family, call for the priest. Game over. No, they they just got beat. I mean, I don't blame. I mean, how could you not be defeated in a situation like that? They were just uh, they and they were not. Su- but that's a club that during the regular season had a hundred and twelve points. And think about never that. lost more than two at home at one time. I think it happened once. And they just they just were awesome at home. Why? Well, listen, this playoffs has been great because Capitals got knocked off. You know, Pens got knocked off. Who? Pens got knocked off by Montreal. Look, and it looks like I thought for sure. I thought, in my opinion, well, everyone. Won in Montreal to go because they're going to play the Blackhawks. You know that's back original six ten. What was it back in seventy one when the Hawks were up to nothing? Let and me they lost? let me tell you about that seventy one game. 
which I attended. Mm-hmm. Game 7, Stanley Cup mm-hmm. Finals. It was a day like today where it's oppressively hot and you can you can almost reach out and just uh, chew on the air because it's so gosh darn thick. Chew on the air. Chew on the air. That's not bad. Where the heck did I come up with that one? Chew That's on the really air. Mm-hmm. Hey, everybody, here's, uh, here's right. the raspberries, but chew on the air. No. Anyway, Chet ironically, I'm with a guy named Don Garfinkel, who is now going to that last great uh, uh, penalty box in the sky. He's gone. And Don and I were hanging out. We had a couple of tickets. And we actually went out to the Montreal Canadiens Hotel. And the reason we went out was we thought there might be chicks. Not you. No. No, no. And, and you and you were a nobody then. I'm, ser- I'm, not, I'm not giving you a check because you were no, 71. No, I, I, I was you a were nobody. 29 and tw- you're 23 years old. I was 23 years old. The Milwaukee oh, no. Bucks. The Milwaukee Bucks no, had just 30, won. 49. You were 39. NBA. No, you were 39 years old. 49. 59. Well, you shut up. 39. 49. You know we got a good thing going here for once. Go ahead. Just ruining the whole. You're 39. Thing. So you were you were somebody. I'm I, trying I to give you credit. I was 23. I just gotten done producing the Milwaukee Bucks radio network. They won the NBA title. Oh. Anyway, you go to this game in steaming Chicago Stadium with no air conditioning. The temperature inside the building had to be 100 degrees. The words turned off the air. (laughs) I mean, people are perspiring like crazy, like mad. And they're up, the Blackhawks are up to love. And then Bobby hits the crossbar. And Jim Pappen thinks he's beaten Ken Dryden, raises his stick. No. No goal. No goal. All of a sudden, Serge Savard from... The red line, there was fog. There was fog and steam coming up from the ice. Shot one that Tony Esposito just never saw. Went over his shoulder. He never oh, saw it. Funny. Keith Magnuson got beat by Henri Richard. The Blackhawks <sighs> lose 3-2. Now, I, I recall, for example, when the Bears got beat by the Niners in the NFC title game at Soldier Field when it was just frostbite falls mm-hmm. in 89 when the Niners just blew him off the field. How how people were, were just dazed and they were shocked. But I have never pinkered. You had to be in the building to believe it. A half an hour after the building, there were people who were still sitting in their seats. Their hands on And they didn't look remorseful. They didn't look sad. They looked baffled. Like, you know, we can't believe Like they got hit with a bag of nickels. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's how you look every day of your life. In our case, case, either a bag of jujubes or a bag of pennies. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Well, speak for yourself, pal. Now, uh, Tropic die struck by a two-pound bag of pennies. So let's make a prediction, because actually, you know, I give you some heat about it. Well, the Stanley Cup is over, for heaven's sake. Oh, my God. The series with either uh, Montreal or presumably Philadelphia. My, my CNN exit poll projects right now that the Blackhawks will need no more than five games to beat uh, either one of these. Uh, and you know, you know what's kind of a cool thing? I'm glad it happened now in hindsight. Remember with 30 seconds or something like that left during the season when Philadelphia beat them, the, uh, the Hawks were ahead, and, and then they fell behind, and Philadelphia Flyers beat them this year. So the Hawks have a hard on for the Flyers. Remember the song Philadelphia Freedom by Elton John? I hate Elton John. I told you. You that. hate Elton John? Yes, we went through this. Why, why do you hate Elton John? Because he's. You know, Heath works at Macy's and he sells. Oh, you know, you, you're sick. He's, you know, he's, you know, I was, I was just, you know, I was at a cigar event over the weekend, and I met a guy that sold Macy's, and he said, "Just Pinker, I want to bring you a mattress. I sell Stearns and Foster, Simmons, Third, Ethelia. I want to come to the show, and I want you and I to lie down on a mattress, and I want us to have some fun together at the radio station." Lovey, I don't know where he's going with this. No, bit, it's true. But you know what? Uh, no bit. We're all, we're all dying no collectively. Bit. And he said I wasn't gay, and I got nothing on gay people. It's just you know what they do between two and five a.m. It's none of my business. But I, I, I just don't like Elton John's music. It's got nothing to do that he's... So Goodbye, Pinkerman. You think right away that I don't like Elton John because he's gay. It's got nothing to do with it. 
has nothing to do with it whatsoever. Well, I was going to mention that uh, you know you brought up Philadelphia, and uh, I saw Billy Jean King uh, also, over uh, the weekend. Another carpet, another mar- carpet muncher. Kimberly Jean King, you know her and Martina used to. I used to love watching them together at two a.m. It was wonderful. It was just a sight to behold. I saw their mattress, Stearns and Foster. It's wonderful. What kind of mattress do you sleep on, Chet? Why you, you know what? My fist, my fist is going to be sleeping in your teeth in about twenty seconds. Oh, how about Duncan Keith? Teeth. Well, all right. I I, I will see Duncan Keith, and I'm proud of Duncan. God Keith. bless but you. Let me, but let me raise you four Duncan, teeth. Let me raise. Let me raise you on Duncan. Seven. Keith. A seven. seven teeth. Let me raise God. you. Let me raise you on Duncan Keith. Okay, who are we giving One get? night in the Chicago Stadium, Stan Makita fell to the ice. Yeah. And a rival player came by, and his blade went over his ear. Oh, now, nice. they rush out. Blood is splurting, literally splurting all over the ice. It was one of the most horrifying sights I've ever seen in my life. Even worse than you and I at the dinner table. <laughs> and they take Makita downstairs, and the way he relates the story is... They they put him down on the on the table. Doctor looks at the ear and he says, "May I have the phone?" He calls his wife Jill at home. Says, "Honey, uh, I have a small problem. My ear's been sliced." <laughs> they they stitched up the ear, put a patch around it. He went out and played the third period. I believe it. These guys these guys have a physical mentality that the average human being no. can't can't right. even begin to remotely You're comprehend. Right. They're warriors. Even it, it, go, it goes beyond being being a warrior. They're unbelievable. Duncan Keith, he's he looks great. He doesn't care. They won this. They won the Western Division con- conference. They don't care. You know, it's, he doesn't it's care. Like you, you look at all these guys today, and uh, there are a lot of really, you know, great looking guys on the Blackhawks. I mean, you, Patrick you talk, Sharp is the most handsome guy you, I think. You talk to chicks. Oh, I like him. You know, Patrick Kane, Jonathan. Patrick Tays, Kane looks Patrick like a kid. Sharp. But I mean, they they all they all have this fresh face. That's true. Collegiate All American mm-hmm. boy. Look. Today they do. We're giving out ten years in the NHL. But you know they're they're playing with helmets and they're playing with masks. Guys like guys like Makita and Hall would end their career with three hundred facial stitches. Yeah, and how about Glenn Hall? No mask. Gump Worsley, no you, mask. No, Johnny I, Bauer, no mask. None of these guys. You wonder how? I mean, really, in hindsight, in hindsight, having having watched a lot of games in that era. I don't know how somebody didn't die. They, that's a good point. They, and you know, it was the culture back then. Nobody wore, I, I, I guarantee you today, half the hockey players wouldn't wear helmets if they, I, I, unless they made it, them. It's more than that. Yeah, more than that. About, about 75% they, they wear, would not wear, nope, not wear nope, nope, nope. They just, they just want to be out there and play. When, uh, when Jacques Plante got, uh, got nailed and finally went to a helmet, his coach, who I believe was Toe Blake, said, you can wear the helmet, or whether you can wear the mask. But you better damn well play as well as you played without the mask. That that was his concern about Jack. Pl- they don't care. Jack Plant and his safety. And and hey and and hails to uh, Joel Quenville too. He did a great. I think he manages this team. He lets these kids go out, have fun, play, have a wonderful time. And I just his his greatest he's asset wonderful. is he knows how to match up he line that's, by line. That's absolutely he correct. Matchups. He does. That's what makes this guy unique. And you know who else I like? The uh, the assistant coaches are classy guys too, and they know the game very well. All right, it's time to play that uh, game where you know you all know, know and love. Uh, do we have time? Yes, Hopefully we not. do. We do. Oh. Welcome to uh, Ask uh, Dr. Uh, Pinker no, okay. and his Can, sidekick, his, uh, 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 Mr. Macy. Uh, from Cheryl Lavin, the Chicago Sun. Oh, another, another pretty girl. I think better heads come out of the... Ooh, you have such a nice head there. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, dear Cheryl, dear you Dr. Pinker... Le- you should see Bowling Pinhead. <laughs> He's looking. It's the best look he's ever had. Looking at Chet, I think. I'm, uh, I'm Pinker Thweet now. Go ahead. Here we go. 
Here we go. I was in and out of a relationship with Bob for four years. Bob? And we recently split up again. Uh-huh. Last September, I bought an airline ticket for Bob to accompany me on the vacation, but we broke up, so I cashed in his ticket. Bob keeps calling and saying he wants his presents so he can go away. I said, no way. Was I wrong? Signed, Hurt in Massachusetts. Yes, you're 100% wrong. You bought Bob a ticket, you give Bob the ticket, not as long as he doesn't go with you, you know, you know, and he'll have to change a ticket because he's got to change the destination. So I say she's bucks. right. I say she's yeah, right. Yeah, because you're an Indian giver. I no, know. No, no. Exactly I say she's right, right because not a, she, not saw a chance. This, she saw this as a relationship-driven no. trip. So when you give and, a, now, and now she's saying to herself, you know what? He's going to take oh, this ticket. And that's, he's going with some other babe. No. So you know, out of spite, there there is room for spite in our society. Is is so? If you give uh, your girlfriend a, a gift during the relationship, relationship gift, you take it back and say, "Because I give oh, that to you under protest." Don't 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 even go there. Just asking. Oh, right away. So you're getting sensitive. Like if you give her, I say, a piece of jewelry. Oh, I want the jewelry back because I'm breaking up with you. And that was while we were together. And while we were together, I gave you the ring. So now you can't have the ring because we're not together. Well, I bought you the ticket. Now you can't have the ticket. Give him the goddamn ticket and let him go somewhere else where he wants to go. Let him change the ticket. It will cost him a 100 bucks and, 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 and give him the ticket. He, she bought him the ticket. Give him the ticket. That's right. Spite. That's you. Nice. Very nice way to go through life. You know, just getting back at people. See, Aunt the Pinker is really, you know, see what a guy, I'm just, you know, hey, you bought the damn ticket, give him the ticket. If I would have bought you the ticket, I'd give you the ticket and say, go, you know. I'm yeah, a, you give me the ticket and say, you know what, I certainly hope you, hope, hope I certainly hope you enjoy your, I certainly hope you enjoy your weekend in Fort Wayne. I don't care where you go with the damn <laughs> ticket. So, you know, so, so fine. Mr. Well, Indian well, giver hurt, over here. hurt in Massachusetts, I am on your side. I'm not hurt. hurt. I'm on your side. Just sit there and be quiet while I close out the show. All right. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you very, very much. And once again, we thank our marvelous friends at uh, American Taxi, John Coyne and American Taxi. Yes, they are legendary. Yes, they will give you unmatched courtesy, unmatched uh, treatment. They are very simply the best. Once again, this has been undisputed and in your face. Unscripted. Sorry. Uh, unscripted. Sorry. What's the big deal? Well, it's not a big deal. I just I want to keep keep the theme going correctly. I'm flying to Massachusetts right now to meet this babe to see if I can con her out of the ticket. No, she's going to probably send you the ticket. <laughs> <laughs> Catch you next time around. So long, everybody.